as life begins to slow down, when all worry woes of work and day-to-day things start slowing down, when the sun begins to touch the earth and the stars come out to play, that is where you will find me. Conversations at midnight. I'm coming connected to you through the world wide web, through the form of podcast. I am your host, Tuesday. Speaking, connecting to the collective consciousness from the great southwest state of the United States of America, and that is Utah. More specifically than that, central Utah. Um, I have no sort of <laughs> planning happening right now when it comes to this episode. I don't know where I even begin. I know I did not upload last week. And I actually recorded an episode, and I hated it. It was very transparent. It was me uh, very um, clear. I was very transparent. I was was talking about uh, a lot about myself. Um, And I didn't like it. I didn't want that to be a part of the podcast. I feel like one of the common things with podcasts and their hosts is that you know a lot about the hosts, and you kind of... You kind of get bored, you know, because it's like, yeah, I know who you are already and, you know, whatever. Um, It'll be fun to keep that level of mystery as long as I can. So I'm going to try my my best, my absolute best to explain very quickly what had happened to me uh, over the week and why an, an episode did not upload. I It started off... <laughs> Started off with me trying to help a friend move. He uh, needed help moving. Uh, He's going to Houston, Texas. And we kind of, you know, prepped him. We kind of gave him a last hoorah shindig. And, you know, I was thinking, okay, then that's it. As soon as this is done, then, you know, life isn't as busy or chaotic. I can now go back to focusing on me. Kind of like how it was a few months ago. And you know what? (laughs) As the fickle finger of fate would have it, it had other plans. I, um, I lost a pet. And for some people that may be stupid, for me that's a big deal. Um, it was one of my favorite pets ever. And I'm not going to get, you know, too into it. Or anything like that. Um, It was a... It it sounds silly, but bear with me. It was one of my pet rats. Uh, I had a a pet rat. I adopted her. um, And her son. She had another rat. Uh, They were both hairless. And I adopted her out. And she was... um, She was, uh, yeah, I, I, she was old. Um, I saved her about a year ago. I say saved her because I, 
I always, I, I, I don't know. It's a weird story, and I might share it for another time. But I didn't want her to be food, you know, snake food. So I, you know, I saved her, and she had a son, so I took the son. And Anyway, he would end up being sick. Uh, the pet store that I got him from, there was a, uh, a rat in quarantine. But they found out too late, and he got the other rat sick. Anyway, the really young one, the baby, he, he would end up being sick, and he would pass away a few weeks after I got him. Uh, this is before I started the podcast, mind you. Well, um... That is kind of where I grew the connection with this rat of mine. You know, I felt sorry for her. She lost her son. So, you know, I, I kind of got her some friends. Because they're social animals. They're very social animals. So I got her, um, I got her, I got her some friends. All girls. Because, you know, we, we didn't want any breeding. But, you know, I got her some friends. And, you know, we kind of focused on that kind of helped her with social things and she was a really happy rat very nice uh, sensational little rat um and I just I don't know it was this weird vibe I just <laughs> it sounds so silly it's a rat but family's family you know you can't choose your family you know it just happens anyway I um I really grew a connection with her uh, I called her Fiona, and then, of course, like normal names, it gains a nickname, which I would end up calling her Fifi, and then uh, eventually Fifi turned into Fifer. So she had three names that she went by, Fifer, Fifi, or Fiona. Um, anyway, I would end up losing her. I lost her last week at the time of this recording. It was a week ago, but I lost her last week, May 18th. Uh, 2022. Um, and that sucked. <laughs> that sucked, man. That was the last thing I needed. Cause you know, life, um, I, I, I experienced the, I experienced that saying when it rains, it pours. And I experienced it in small increments of my life. This one was big enough for me to um, to just take a break, you know. Lately, life has been so weird and chaotic, very unpredictable, and life is weird. I, that's the best I could say is just life is weird. You you'll never know. And so I I I suppose I was going through that, and I'm not even now. I'm at the point where I'm not even gonna say hey, um. Next week should be fine because I don't know. Because every time I've said that now, something insane has happened and my luck has just gone uh, bad, <laughs> you know. But yeah, you know, I was dealing with the funeral for the family that I know. I was helping them out and, you know, trying to be there emotionally. Um, I saw to it that a friend left to Houston, Texas. Um, it, I lost my pet. It was crazy. It's 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 been crazy. It's been a crazy year so far. There's some more things behind the scenes that I might share in the future, but for now I don't want to get too into it. Anyway, so that's pretty much what happened to me. There's a lot more obviously to the story and my emotional attachment to this little rodent friend of mine. Um but I I had zero energy and I couldn't care less. 
I I saw I was supposed to do it Tuesday the seventeenth. I was I was supposed to upload a an episode and I didn't. And I thought, okay, that Wednesday I'm gonna record, edit, and upload, and it should be fine. That morning, at like ten in the morning, is when I found uh, Fifi. Um, I found that she had passed away, and so that you know that really it, it just killed my vibe, and I couldn't. The only thing I could do was go bowling. <laughs> I do bowling from time to time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, I the only thing I could do was bowling. And so I just kind of drowned myself in bowling. And yeah, that's kind of where um, I've been at. I And then yesterday, or two nights ago, I don't remember, the days are getting are becoming a blur. Two nights ago, I tried to record an episode. I didn't try. I did. I just didn't like it. It, it, it didn't feel good. So here I am now. <laughs> Eight minutes in, and here I am. Oh, nine minutes. Nine minutes in, here I am. How are you? Um, yeah, I just, you know, I needed a break. And I am now not going to say, okay, it should, you know, it should go back to normal because it probably won't. So, anywho, here we are after a long time break, um, and we'll see what the future holds in store. Um, but let me tell you something that happened that was really stinking cool. During my little emotional drought, a friend of mine contacted me, one, you know, wondering how I was doing. And I told her, I said, you know, kind of crummy. I said, you know, my, my pet rat passed away and I, you know. Anyway, I'm not doing so well, you know. I just, you know, I feel weird. And she, out of the out of the kindness of her heart, she wanted to know if, or she asked me if I wanted to go on a hike. Now, if anyone is in uh, the Rocky Mountain areas, Utah, Colorado, things like that, uh, the hikes are sensational. the The area alone is beautiful, and I agreed. I couldn't help it. When someone offers you a hike here, it's you know you're probably going to see some magic. So I said yes. Sure, I say. Let's go for a hike. So we, uh, you know, we commence on this hike and we ended up in a place called Eureka. <laughs> Eureka. It's called Eureka, Utah. And you heard me right. Eureka. As in Eureka. I got it. You know, like that. Um, middle of nowhere. I believe last time I looked on the internet, I think it said the population uh, recorded in 2020 was 608 residents. Middle of nowhere. It was about an hour drive from where I was at. And I went there. And we were trying to look for some cool hiking spots because we like to go to like areas we haven't been. And then we go to like a vantage point and just look around the area. We couldn't find a hike. Spoiler alert. We never went on a hike. But let me tell you something about Eureka. It's a cute, it's a cute little town. I mean, granted, it, uh, um, <laughs> knowing my luck, one of, one of the fans of the show lives in Eureka, and they're going to kick my butt after I say this. Um, it looks filthy. <laughs> it, you know, it's not the cleanest town, but, but hear me out. 
I'm I'm from Florida. And if anyone, you know, is living in the United States and they've ever been to Florida, then you know that's not much to, you know, it sounds kind of hypocritical of me when I say it's kind of nasty, especially Miami. Miami's a, a dumpster. And so is Jacksonville. Jacksonville's a hot mess. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. It is what it is. If anyone's in Jacksonville listening right now, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It, it, it's not the nicest. But <laughs> shots fired. No, um, no, I, you know, it was, it was a little, it was a little messy. It was a little dirty, but it had character. It had life. It had an oomph to it. You know, it was, it, it was really nice. There was something about it that just drew you in. And I was with my friend. Uh, my friend looked at me and she said, you know, this place kind of reminds me of that, uh, of that little town from, uh, from, from that Pixar movie Cars. She says, it reminds me of that town, Radiator Springs. And I quickly, I looked at her and I gave her this, you know, what you talking about face? Because it didn't look like it. But she would explain that it reminded her of Radiator Springs in the sense of, um, she was saying, you know, re that scene where they found out where Lightning McQueen was. And he looks over at all, you know, at, at all his friends and he realized that this was like home to him. She said that. And you know what? She's absolutely right. There is some weird magic that exists in Eureka. And I'm not, okay, I shouldn't say this, but not many known people have come out of Eureka. It's not like this hugely known place. I mean, the only notable person that lived there was the guy who invented the Zamboni. I think that's the only thing that's the only thing I can think of is the gentleman who invented the Zamboni. Frank Zamboni or something like that. I forgot his name. But yeah, he's really the only one who came from Eureka, Utah. Anywho, we're sitting on their main street. We parked the car and we're sitting there middle of the afternoon, probably two in the afternoon, one in the afternoon. And, uh, or is that evening? Eh, whatever. And so we sat there and we're looking at, you know, people drive up and down and you can tell who's a local and who's not. Well, we stopped by this place. It was a little gas station, probably the only gas station that I saw in Eureka working. It was a place called the gas hole. <laughs> You heard me right. I will say it once more. Probably two times for luck. The gas hole. G-A-S-H-O-L-E. The gas hole. I will not break it down. It's a clever name. Either you get it or you don't. It is what it is. But I stopped by the gas hole and I met one of the owners. She was behind the counter and let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. She was a doll. She was a very, very nice woman. Her name was Deborah. And is, sorry, I said past tense. Her name is Deborah. And she is just, I mean, she's a sweet lady, but she seems like a firecracker, you know? One of those kinds you don't want to get on her bad side or she'll, you know, she'll give you a rough uh, talking to like that. Such a sweet woman. 
Very nice woman. Outside of the gas hole is a 1942 Hudson Commodore, I think it was. I believe. Hudson Commodore, probably. I'm forgetting the name. But we talked about cars. We talked about the town. Uh, I was really curious about a few things, so I asked her. I said, Deborah, what, what's... Uh, is this is this place like haunted or something? You know, is, is it creepy? Because, you know, there is a vibe there. And she would begin to tell me that, uh, believe it or not, that the Ghost Adventures crew were just there very recently, probably in the past year or so. I said, really? She would tell me that they did an episode there of Eureka. And that there's a building that has a well that they investigated. They did their thing there as well. And she told me that, it, honestly, if I was to try my luck, if I was to talk to the right person, and she gave me the name. She gave me the name of, uh, of the woman who has keys, who has access to the building that has the well in it. Why is there a well in a building? Well, apparently she said that they would use the well to hide alcohol during the prohibition years and she would or and this woman in particular that she's talking about mary i forgot her name <clears throat> excuse me she would tell me that uh that mary would have keys accessing to the well i believe she owns it i can't i don't i don't remember now with that being said i am gonna i am gonna just say this right here right now um, I'm going to plan on getting my, you know, on getting a little crew or something happening. And I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go check out that. Well, I'm going to see if I can gain access to it. And I want to see a few things. She also told me about a place nearby called Mammoth. Literally, it's a neighboring town. Seriously, as weird as this word is, it's like a village. I wouldn't even call it a town. It's like a village. It is referred, and you can look this up online, it is referred to as a semi-ghost town. I didn't know that was an actual term. I thought either it was a ghost town or it's not. No, it is referred to as a semi-ghost town, and it goes by the name of Mammoth. Mammoth, Utah. Middle of nowhere. And when we... When when my friend and I passed through, it felt like from a scene of the horror movie, The Hills Have Eyes. We felt like someone was gonna come out of the come out of the rocks, out of the desert rocks, and haul us away, and kill us, murder us, skin us alive. So it was a really unsettling thing. And uh, she told us some dark history in recent time. You you can actually look this up. You know what? In fact, I'll look it up for you. A gentleman, um, let's see, Eureka Murders, that's right, apparently uh, about four years ago, there was a, uh, the authorities had found corpses in an abandoned mine shaft, that whole area, Eureka, um, the Mammoth area, it's all these old mines, from the 1800s, uh, late 1800s. And in one of these abandoned shafts, they found... <laughs> they, 
they found corpses. I don't know how the corpses were found. I don't know if they were told, but the murderer is a Mr. Jared Baum. Jared Baum. Uh, I say murderer because uh, he was recently convicted of the crimes. He is going to jail for life. And I don't think there is a possibility of parole. It was a, uh, I think they were both 18. Oh, one 18 and one 17-year-old. The 18-year-old, a Mr. Riley Powell, and 17-year-old Miss Breeze, Breezy Otteson. And so uh, they were they were murdered by Mr. Jared Baum uh, brutally. I will not go into detail, um, at least for this episode. But they were they were murdered and they were left abandoned. And she and she told me all this, and um, she was just saying how many weird things happen in Eureka. Which is another reason why I feel uh, I can't help it. I, I I feel compelled to go back. I couldn't stay. I couldn't stay long enough. I couldn't um, I couldn't stay long enough there to really do some investigational work. I had zero equipment, uh, zero recording equipment, nothing. Only had my phone on me, my cellular device, <clears throat> and the most that I could uh, I could probably get out of it was just you know, barely anything good audio wise. So I made a, I made a promise to Deborah, who she said that she'll take a listen to the podcast. She seemed excited. She seemed like she wanted to experience conversations at midnight. So, um, if she's listening to this right now, hello, Deborah. Uh, this is my show. <laughs> this is the conversations at midnight podcast where I try to bring the old school radio feel back to the mainstream you know kind of that late night driving radio you 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 flip on and you hear a gentleman rambling on about crazy things weird things unnatural things supernatural things paranormal things uh that's what that's what my goal is trying to be a uh, an outlet for that genre so i hope you like it if you don't i understand i know it's not everyone's cup of tea or a cup of coffee and i uh Thank you for giving it a listen. I really appreciate it. But Deborah uh, would go on to give me a lot of information, saying how much just you know weird stuff is going on, and and I just feel like I have to go back. I want to go back. I want to give it an earnest try. I really do. So hopefully, in the very near future, I can get um, I can get a brave soul. If not, I'm going to do this on my own. Everyone. But hopefully I can get a brave soul and someone uh, someone willing to do these absolutely insane things with in the middle of Eureka, Utah. And, you know, hopefully that will be really soon. If not, um, it will should definitely happen within the summer. I'll tell you that much. But hopefully it will happen really soon to where I can start finally getting some things going. So that has pretty much been uh, everything up to snuff, <laughs> up to speed, if you will. Um, I eventually left Eureka. I said goodbye to the gas hole, or see you later, because I am coming back. So I said see you later to the gas hole and Deborah. Took off back home, where um, I am still working on my bus. If anyone is wondering what's up with my hippie bus, my 1971 
Volkswagen Transporter. I had to, uh, this is going to be a little nerd talk, but, well, you know, some car talk, sorry. But essentially, I'm going to try to put it as simple as I can. I had to remove the engine out of the out of the car, out of the engine bay, or the housing, if you will. And I had to completely deconstruct the engine. I, um, yeah, I'm currently in the process of rebuilding it. And I have found the problem. I, uh, for people who know about cars, I blew ahead. <laughs> One of the pistons, uh, uh, got destroyed. It, you know, it overheated, um, and it happens. But I blew ahead, and yeah. So I'm having to, I'm gonna be in the process of rebuilding that. And hopefully, uh, hopefully I can work on it well. There's not a lot of good signs. Uh, this is more car lingo, and then I'll wrap it up. But there is a term for a car engine. You have the, you have what is called a long block and a short block. Okay, a long block is essentially what you see when you open the hood of a car. When you go to, like, if you have a car right now and you opened up the hood and you stared at the engine. That is the long block. It has all the plastic on it, all like, you know, all the cool plugins on it and stuff like that. A short block is a term where all of it is off and it's just the mechanic of it. It's just the mechanical portion of it where the pistons are, a, um, a part called the flywheel, all that. That is called the short block. So all the plastic, all the plugins, all the wires, the fan, all of it is away from it. And it's just the gigantic metal mechanical piece. That is called the short block. Well, inside the short block is where, you know, all the important stuff happen. So where all the important stuff happens on the outside, it's called the casing, the short block casing. I'm saying this because the bus... The casing for the short for the, for the short block on the on the bus on the inside is really damaged, and I don't know if I want to continue working on that or not. Uh, some people I've spoken to say you can still work on it, and other people have told me absolutely not. Find a new one. So that's kind of where uh, I'm. You know, that's where I'm existing. I'm trying to see if I can do some cool conversion stuff. Maybe turn it into an electric vehicle. They have, um, they have conversion kits, really pricey, <laughs> really pricey stuff, really pricey conversion kits. But, um, and, you know, at, at the rate that I'm going and the way that, um, gas prices are, at least in the, in, in the United States, I don't know how gas prices are in anywhere else of the world, but at least here in, in the United States, it's, I mean, they're climbing continuously so you know i'm at a weird crossroads so i guess what i'm trying to say is no good news no good news on the bus a lot of issues but if we had to be optimistic if we have to be a glass half full i will wholeheartedly say that um i found the problem and now i know now I have an idea of which route I should go down. Does that make sense? So I'm no longer in the dark. You know, I'm I'm no longer wondering, man, what's wrong with it? Because now I do know. And now I'm trying to 
figure out what I want to do now. So if I had to look at it as a glass half full, that is that is my option or that is what I've discovered with those options. Other than that, nothing has happened within my week. Um, just some, you know, just some chaotic stuff here and there, losing a pet, um, finding this, finding things out about my, about my bus, you know, just small stuff like that, trying to see where I can go. I, uh, there is something that happened in the local area. Um, this might be triggering to some people. This might be triggering to some people. Um, and I'm and I'm gonna look it up because I don't want to get any information wrong. <clears throat> but in the local area, I was um, I was in Springville, Utah, not that long ago. I went to check up on my bus because the bus is sitting in the garage of the family that um, that sold me the bus. And the owner was really kind enough to let it sit in there. Um, it's still sitting in the garage currently right now. And he's been really nice on letting me work on it and things like that. So, as I was in Springville, I spent the night at his house a few nights. He's been really kind and... Just, I mean, just a swell, man. <clears throat> While I was staying there, um, hysteria went around Springville. And I couldn't understand why. I thought, oh my goodness. And I would come to find out that um, there was a murder-suicide in Springville, Utah. Come to find out, it happened at a park down the street from me. From where from where I'm staying right now. It happened down the street from me. So this is um, a 17-year-old girl. Lily Conroy. You can look this up. Lily Conroy. She was shot by her ex-boyfriend, a 19-year-old. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Masao Kanga. He is of Polynesian descent. Um, and he killed her and then killed himself. Or he shot her and killed himself. If I'm not mistaken, when the police arrived upon discovery, I think someone called it in. She was still alive. Now, whether she was conscious or not, I, I, I couldn't find out. And, uh, I couldn't get a straight answer. But, um, yes, she was, uh, she was 17. She was killed in a murder-suicide. The boyfriend died almost immediately. And he, uh, but she fought for her life, but he, she would eventually um, succumb to her wounds. She was placed on life support on May 18th, 2022. And um, 
I believe she died not that long later. So it's been it's been a little weird here. I believe she Yeah, see look, I can't even get a solid answer. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, see I just I just can't as of right now to my knowledge she uh she is indeed um she's indeed dead let's see conroy i'm really going to try to look this up cuz i i i want to be sure they were also neighbors oh wow they were neighbors see i'm learning more about this right now this is raw they were neighbors. And she, okay, this confirms she had passed away. She broke up with him one day. One day before the shooting. She was a softball player for Springville High School. 17 years old. Wow. Wow. And I can't express to you, that is down the street for me. That is, if I wanted to walk to that high school right now, five minutes, seven minutes, max, 10 minutes if I had a limp, 15 if I wrote <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry I couldn't <laughs> sorry that was a bad time to, I, I just I don't know what happened to me but yes no um it's just it's just right down the hill I'm so close I can hear the football games and the drums and the do 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 and the people cheering if you wait outside long enough. And it's a shame. It it's a shame that um that someone had to lose their life this way. And it's actually kind of causing not by a lot of people, but just you know, just uh, I don't I shouldn't even say it but I'm noticing now more of a rift between the Polynesian community and anyone else who lives here. And I you know what I'm 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 not even going to lie. I'm going to be really honest with you guys. The Polynesian community here in Utah, most of them are very cocky and very prideful. And I mean, that doesn't bother me. Like I don't I don't care who you are as long as you treat people nice. And I don't care how big you are. I don't care how small you are. Um, if you're, you know, if you want to talk it out, that's fine. Like, it doesn't phase me, you know. But I've noticed day one of moving here, the Polynesian community is very uptight. Very cocky. 
And that's probably because no one, no one has ever wanted to test their jaw, you know? A lot of people are really kind here, you know, and a lot of people will will take insults here. I, I've noticed that to the point where, it, you know, they're almost pushovers, though, you know? There has to be a line in the sand where you're, when you're willing to defend yourself, you know? And no one seems to do that here. And so there's been many times where I've been telling, you know, I've, I've, I've had to tell somebody, say something, call them stupid, say, you know, no, I can't do that. That's wrong. They're really nice people. I'm really nice people here, but, uh, that kindness is being abused and, uh, it's just, it's just a weird thing. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it more in the future. I promise, but I don't want to get too, uh, too heated right now. Now. Moving on from that, um, before I do, uh, my condolences to the Conroy family. I don't, kn I don't know them. I'm sure I've walked past them, if I'm being completely honest. It's such a small place here. I'm sure I've walked past them, going to the supermarket or something. Um, I'm sure I have. But my condolences to them. Uh, I'm really sorry. And no one deserves to pass away in, uh, in, in, in that way. Um, and I hope, and this is going to sound really harsh, um, but I hope that you can find peace with what, with what's ever happened. And I know it's going to be impossible and I don't blame you if you ever don't. I mean, how do you, you know, how do you even begin with that? But I hope that you can find peace with whatever it is that you're going through. And I hope one day, I hope one day you can... You can move past it. And I and I know, you know, and I'm sure if you were in front of me, you would say, absolutely not, I can't. And I know you can't. But that's why I hope. Um, I really do hope so. I heard this African proverb once from somebody. Uh, they said, if you can... Hmm. <laughs> if, you, if you can fight the demon within then the demons on the outside can't do anything. I'll say that one more time. If you can fight, if you can handle or fight the demon within, if you can conquer those demons on the inside, then the demons on the outside cannot do a thing to you. Took me a very long time to understand that one. Um, I thought I did, but to really understand it, I had to experience a few things to truly understand that whole that whole thing. So I hope that you're able to fight the demon from the inside and, and all that. Um, before anybody goes, uh, hey, how come you're not saying anything about the kid who committed suicide and shot her? Um, I'm going to be very blunt and I'm going to be very cruel right now. So if you don't want to hear that about Tuesday, then you might want to skip ahead. I have no other way of saying this, but he killed somebody. He killed a 17-year-old girl. Murdered her. I have no sympathy for that. And, and I'm not... But, you know, what if he was going through something, you know, in like the mental sense and he wasn't all there and he... Look, I'm, once again, I, I don't like getting transparent. I don't. But me and many other people that I've met through traveling and speaking to and all that 
we've all had our demons. We've all had our darkness. But you should never drag someone down with you like that. Ever. I don't care what you're going through. Don't drag them down with you. Don't make them feel your pain. That's the most selfish thing you can ever do. I have no sympathy for him. I just don't. You know? I I, I could never understand. Have you ever seen those... Uh, they're like those true court cams. <laughs> it's like there's like a... I think, I think they even made like a TV show off of it where it was like crazy things in court or something. I don't know. Or not even those court cams, just real stories that show footage from, from the courtroom. But there's been many times where I've seen, you know, there's a guy who killed five people in a drive-by shooting. The mother of the murderer will stand up in court towards the very end of it and go, please, he's such a good boy, please. And that confuses me so much. Because he's not. He killed five people. He's not a good guy. What he did was trash. That sucked. That was atrocious. Right? Um... And, and and it's interesting because my question to them is is okay, what if the what if the roles were reversed? That's like me, right? I'm gonna just give a hypothetical. That's me, right? I killed your brother. I killed him. And you're sitting in, you know, and you're sitting in the courtroom and stuff, and my mom stands up and goes, Please, Tuesday was a good boy. You know, he, he you know, he's such a good kid. He he wouldn't mean anything like that. He wouldn't. Mean, and I'm standing there with like a Hannibal mask on, chained, you know, <laughs> to like a gurney. You, you, like, that's not a good person. Sat the, the bitter truth is that's not a good person. So I'm curious, would you would you find me as a as as a good guy? But what if he's going through like a lot of like, you know, problems in the mental sense and all that? Look, if that's the case, if the problem with doing that is that's so dangerous because there has to be a line in the sand of, OK, but when is it not? When is it that we're able to take people like that off the streets? And I know that this is this entire plethora of a subject and i'm sure people are going to email me and go well i think you're wrong and I, but at the end of the day let's stop let's let's man up here right you and me let's let's all be adults about this right now let's not tie in any factors let's not no 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 no. let's take away views and religion and all that let's just no let's be real honest human on human When, when is it okay to do that? Like, if I was to do that, if I was to murder one of your siblings, if I was to murder your father, or in this case for her, if I was to murder your, your little sister, and someone said, hey, you know, Tuesday's a good kid, man, you know, I don't think that you should be so harsh on him, you know, 
What are you going to do then? Do, do you think I deserve to, to be let free? Oh, but, you know, you're pleading insanity and you should know. No. That stuff is never true. I think, I think for the, let's say that's, that 10 people plead that I'm, that I'm insane. If 10 people were to plead that, I genuinely in my heart of heart believe only two out of the 10 are real. The rest, they're just saying, if that on a good day, one out of 10 is real. The other nine or eight, depending on the day, it's all fake. I really believe that they're just faking it just, just to fight the loophole. And we, and we as a society have to be smarter than that to understand that that's what they're doing. Anyway, this is a whole rabbit hole. But what I'm saying is that kid, and I, and I don't even care to read his name, which I should personally. I, I probably should just to keep saying it so people can hear it and look up that kid. I don't care for him. I don't at all. Um, and I'm sorry if any one of his relatives are listening. I'm sorry if you're listening and you're hearing this. That's the truth. And, I, and I'm not being biased because if that was one of my own, I wouldn't sit there and go, hey, nephew, rest in peace, nephew. No, no, I won't. I'll go, dude, you're so stupid. Because not only did she throw away her life, he threw away his he did. He threw his away. And that's a shame. That is a crying shame. Now two people cut short before their 20s. And the kid what just turned 19 or maybe no, I think he I think he just turned 20. What did that say? No, he's 19. He just turned 19 in April. That's crazy. That's crazy. What does that say? April 23rd? April 23rd, 2003. He's 19. I thought it said 2002. I'm sorry. He's 19. Couldn't even make it to 20. And by his act, he now ruined two families. He, him alone. He ruined his own family. And he destroyed hers. And people, and like people have the goal, you know. Oh, he was a good kid. No, he's not. He he wasn't. That's the truth. He wasn't. Clearly, he wasn't. At least not in those moments. Why? Because she broke up with him? Get over it, man. Get over it. And I know and I know that's so I know it sounds so mean, but I have I can't think of anything else to say because we've all been heartbroken. Where would our race be? Where would our race be? Our species be? If we just offed ourselves any chance that we could get because our heart was broken. Oh, hey, dude, she doesn't want to go to the prom with you. Cool. Well, I'm going to go take care of my own life. Are you serious? Get over it, dude. That's the only thing I feel bad for for him is I feel bad that he believed that that was his only option otherwise I'm sorry I dude he could have been for all I know he could have been um 
the savior of Springville. He could have been going to the shelters on his free time and giving them soup meals. You know, like, I don't know. Like, he, he could have, he could have been, um, a deputy in training. (laughs) You know, like, he could have been doing so much. I don't know. That one act, though, cancels it it all out, in my opinion. Because clearly, he had it in him. And all, just get as men, my men who were listening, don't do it. Don't, don't think, hey, this is my only option. It's not. It's not your only option. There's a bunch of women out there on this rock. Seven billion people on the, getting close to eight, by the way. Let that sink in. But seven billion people on the planet. You're saying that out of seven, the billion people, that one woman is the reason why you, you should end it? No way. No, go out there, go find it. It it exists, I'm sure of it. I personally don't know, but I'm sure of it. And if you want to feel humbled, if you if you want to feel reju- if I knew that kid, and and I'm gonna end the topic here, but if I knew that kid, and I was talking to him, I would have told him. If he would have said, Tuesday, dude, oh, man, I'm so bummed. I'm so sad. You know, she she broke up with me, probably for another guy. She dumped me, you know. I, uh, you know, I don't I don't know what to do. You know, I, th- I think I want to end it all. I would tell him, whoa, my best piece of advice for you. And this is no joke. Get out of town travel you don't have to go to spain you don't you don't have to go to florence italy you don't go to idaho (laughs) you know if you like first the first thing i'd say is shoot for alaska oh i can't make it to alaska i don't have my passport so i can't uh, i i I don't want to drive through the canadian um west coast to get to alaska Okay, then fly there. I don't have enough money for a plane ticket or, you know, I, I can't. Okay, fair enough. Then what you could do is then aim shorter. Go to Oregon. I've already been. Then go to Wyoming. I've already been. Narrow it down to a point where you can do that. Or go to a different place. Who cares if you've already been to Oregon? Go to somewhere else in Oregon that you've never been to. You know, traveling is very humbling. There's something about it that humbles you. It, it, it makes you feel alive again. You know, it makes you go, hmm, not bad, not bad. And I, I really believe that it happened to me, happened to me. I was so destroyed back in 2016, mortified. Guess what? Went to Japan, came back and I changed. I thought, wow, holy crap. Holy cow. Whatever it was that I was going through, I got over it. But that's, I mean, I went to Japan. But that doesn't mean you can't find it here. Are you kidding me? I I am itching to take my little butt from here to Maine. I want to drive to Maine. I don't know why. That's just, I just have a cankering. I want to drive to Maine. 
Portland, Maine, or the Kennenberg Port. I hope I said that right. Maine, you know, just go over there. I just want to drive there. Never been. Never been. That'd be really nice. Sorry, I dropped my marker. <laughs> That'd be really nice. The point is, is that's not an option to do. It's not. And I can't sit there and go, man, I mean, I'm sure he was a good... No. Because his final act on this planet was ending two lives and destroying two families. There's that. I will not say, may he rest in peace. The most I'll say is, I hope he finds closure. And I... <laughs> And here's a little bit of irony here. I hope that there's a God, or I pray in hoping that there's a God, that he finds that closure. Because if there is a God, then maybe he might have a conversation with that entity, he or if, whether he or she exists. But I hope he finds closure. And if that's what people mean by rest in peace, then fine. But I hope you can find closure. Except for saying rest in peace, I would rather say search for closure. SFC. There you go. Hope that kid SFCs. <clears throat> now off that... <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just... Uh, I don't like selfishness like that. I really don't. It, it irks me. Bad. Moving on. Moving on. I hope, um, I hope in time, I hope in time, um, that life gets better for all of us. The world is weird right now. I completely understand it. I, um, I can't explain it. I hope that I can get past whatever, uh, slump it is I'm going through. I really do. So I hope, um, I hope that, you know, that things get better. I really do. I am, um, I'm not entirely sure what else to speak on as of right now, but this is what I am going to do. This is my, uh, this is my promise to, uh, people who are listening right now. Uh, I am going to upload two episodes this week. So this one right now, and then another one the same week. And then hopefully, hopefully, I can I can upload on a normal schedule. Not saying life will go back to normal, just hopefully I, I can upload on a normal schedule that I will continue to go down on. And hopefully um, it can actually now start growing the way that it needs to grow. So uh, I want to thank everybody. Um, I, um, I guess, I guess I want to close this off by saying, um, that, that that pet rat meant, uh, meant a lot to me. And I'm sorry that it just really took away my week. So as cheesy as it sounds, and I don't care what anyone says, I really don't. Um, I, in a weird way, I kind of want to dedicate this episode to her. So what I'm going to do is, um, Traditionally, the podcast art, I'm sure that you saw it already, but the podcast art is going to be 
um, of her and uh, her son, the one that passed away a few weeks after I got him. He probably died a few days after this photo. Um, but to me, I think that encapsulates the essence of of her. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I, uh, or maybe I'll save that for next week. I'm not sure. I don't know yet. I don't know. Anyway, thank you, everybody. I hope all is well. And, uh, I hope, uh, cheers. <laughs> I'm so scatterbrained right now, but cheers to a, uh, to a good, uh, a good future. And hopefully uh, life will just get a little easier for all of us. Song of the Week. I'm going to say Song of the Week is probably going to be... Um, hmm. That's a good one. What would Song of the Week be? Let's see. Let's do Home Again by the Manahan Street Band. It's a beautiful instrumental song. But yeah, Home Again by the Manahan Street Band. That will be the song of the week. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank you all for listening in, for tuning in to Conversations at Midnight. I've been your host Tuesday. And thank you so much. Thank you for taking a listen. And I'm sorry for the unconventional episode. Uh, I'm just trying to get back into the swing of things. So hopefully next time I'll have a more stronger setting. So thank you, everybody. And have a good one.